Good evening, America. Welcome to Restoring Your Republic. We're here tonight to help educate you and your family. This is the Republic for the United States of America. Go to republicforunitedstatesofamerica.org. Educate yourself. This evening, Justice Waters from the Indiana Free State is going to be talking with us. Also, uh, David Hurdler, one of the authors of Reinhabited, the books, volumes one and two. Also, Mark Binder from the Free State of Iowa. Also, uh, my name is Governor Henning uh, from Wisconsin Free State. So let's stand together. Let's stand united. This, this is all about we the people. Justice Waters, what do you have for us this evening? Well, thank you, Governor Henning. Hello, America. You know, we had a very interesting week last week. The Supreme Court handed down a couple of very important rulings. Now, mind you, the Supreme Court only brings out opinions. And if they can undo something from the court that was done unlawfully or illegally in a prior case, that they have the power to do to make it right. Last Friday morning at 10, 11 a.m., the word came down that Roe v. Wade was overturned. Why? Because the U.S. Constitution has nothing that the states have anywhere, you know, for killing a baby, not to mention in the unborn. The rights the Constitution gives us are for the living, not the dead. Abortion is a very nice, quiet term for an action that's done, and it's actually plain murder. You stop a life. It is not a potential life or just a fetus, but a life. It came from only three reasons. Rape, incest, or plain sex between two consenting people where one decided they didn't want the baby. Abortion in its beginning in America started in the late 1600s when a woman was given a drink with bitter herbs that would create a miscarriage. Then through the 1800s up through the roaring 20s and early 30s, not even the churches in America condemned abortion because the only women getting an abortion were because they were raped or used as a sex slave. It wasn't until 1920 when the AMA, or the American Medical Association, decided they did not want women becoming doctors because they didn't want the field of doctors overrun by women. So just after World War I, a woman by the name of Margaret Sanger from New York started in 1921 the American Birth Control League. In 1942, the name was changed to Planned Parenthood. It fell under the tax-exempt status 501c3 and was labeled as a birth control and reproductive rights corporation. In 1941, Planned Parenthood served 49 thousand women at 225 locations 
across the nation, mainly east of the Mississippi. That 49,000 abortions that were done, and at that time, abortion was only used for rape and uh, incest. It was also used for a brand new term to save a woman's life. The church looked at abortion at the same time that was killing a baby in the womb. Now it was sickening and looked down upon it. And in 1965, there were 1,250,000 rapes and sexual violence acts and women who were about to die delivering their babies, or there was a lot of sexual misbehavior being done because in 1965, 1,250,000 abortions took place in America. In 1969, McCorvey became pregnant a third time and returned to her home in Dallas, Texas, And according to McCorvey, her friends told her to falsely claim that she was raped by three black men, then became pregnant. She went to the Dallas DA, but Texas had a no abortion law, except for the case of rape. That was not successful, however, because they found out she was lying. She talked to her doctor, Henry McCluskey, an adoption lawyer in Dallas, where her third child was adopted. It, by the way, was a white baby. She later carried on with the court case and hired another attorney who argued against the Dallas DA, Henry Wade, which took three years to reach to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court was packed by liberal judges, seven to two, and her chances of winning there were good, except they had to show that the U.S. Constitution showed in writing where abortions were protected as a woman's right. Problem is, that does not exist. The right to bear arms does, But killing an unborn baby does not. So on January 22, 1973, seven Supreme Court justices agreed with a seven to two opinionated case that a woman does, in fact, under the 14th Amendment, have the right to have an abortion on the face of saving her life. Now, the word having the right to have an abortion brings it to the Ten Amendments category, where it now becomes a constitutional right. It doesn't exist, but the Supreme Court said it did. Now we need to look at something here. That is last Friday's findings. The opinion was signed by six of the nine justices in favor of overturning Roe v. Wade, this does not include anything else such as gay marriage, trans, or other types of lifestyles, but abortion only 
under Roe v. Wade. So what did it do? It brought it back under the states where it belonged. I want to say that again. It did not do away with abortion. It only brought it down from the federal level to the state level. Now, you, America, in your state, you get to vote on whether you want your state to have abortions or not. That is where the American dream comes from, your state. You are a citizen of your state. That's the way this whole thing was set up in the Republic. For 49 years and 225 days, up until Friday, June 24th, all Congress and every president could, in fact, hide behind seven men from 1973 who judged that killing a baby in the womb was legal, safe, and funded in part by the federal government. You had groups like the Skull and Bones, the Illuminati, Freemasons, Knights of the Golden Circle, and Knights Templar, who all worshipped Moloch, Baal, also known as the Kingdom of Hell, where Satan is king. They all have major influence as to who is president and who is leading this nation. And after Obama, a Muslim who was married to a trans, and Hillary Clinton, who was supposed to be the next president, who was supposed to break the nation and put her into exile as a third world nation, where most of us were either going to be dead or poor. But Donald Trump got in the way. Now, you know that the January 6th hearings are all about it's a kangaroo court keeping Trump out of the limelight, trying to put him in prison so he can't run again. That's their goal. The House, who's holding the hearings, is supposed to have both sides. The prosecution hearing evidence, the defense hearing evidence. But Nancy Pelosi made sure that didn't happen. Now, Nancy Pelosi from California, we're going to get into her here in a little bit because she's the worst offender in all of American history, and I'm going to point that out. The, the left is making sure that Trump's people do not have the right to say anything here. But Trump was not silent last week. You see, he placed three of those six conservative justices on the Supreme Court bench, and they spoke loud and clear. Since Thursday night, you've not heard anything like the yelling and the crying and the weeping that we saw since, have you? And the left has lost their minds. The very fabric that keeps them so stupid and moronic was broken. Now all they are left with is an unsound mindset. 
followed and allowed by the Creator because His Word says that He is just, that He will do what He will do to give them a reprobate mind. That's found in Romans chapter 1. And it's for all those who dabble in the satanic as a way of life. Now it is that when Nancy Pelosi is asked, you know, in the last 40 years that she's been in Congress, what is the most important part of being in Congress? She's replied over 80 times, the children, the children, oh, the children. So why is it that every time she says that somewhere in the in the distant future there comes an appropriations bill on the floor and they have to vote on the House floor in order to give Planned Parenthood funding for the next year or two? And she votes yes. Is that what she meant? when she said the children, the children, the children? How about Dick Durbin from Illinois, who after the Texas mass shooting where 34 children lost their lives and many others were injured, he would stand out in the hallways of Congress doing interviews against gun violence and cry for the TV cameras, moaning and weeping, We have to save our children. Yet 36 times, he's voted to fund Planned Parenthood to kill children. Yet we see time after time, many of these demonic morons in D.C. who not only pay your tax dollars to Planned Parenthood, but now we find out they got money from Planned Parenthood for voting for them. It goes like this. In 2015, Barack Obama, president, $133,000 a month. Joe Biden, vice president, $100,000 a month. Timothy Bishop, $67,000. Hillary Clinton, 46000 John Kerry, 45000 Diane Getty, 41000 Louise Slaughter, 41000 Leanne Shaheen, 38000 Barbara Boxer, 36000 Kristen Gilbrand, 35000 Stephanie Sandlin, 35000 Patty Murray, 34,000. Secure Brown, 33,000. Dan Moppy, 33,000. Mark Udall, 32,000. Nita Lowry, 32,000. Lois Capps, 31,000. Anna Kirkpatrick, 31,000. Russ Feingold, 30,000. Patrick Murphy, 29,000. Timothy Waltz, 29,000. Debbie Stabenow, 28,000. Claire McCaskill, 26,000. Al Franken, 25,000. And Amy Kochabar, 24,000. 
that totals 1648000 total of $554 a month, a month, going to people in Congress for voting to kill children still in the room. Now, mind you, there was no law, no bill that ever passed Congress, nothing that the President Nixon or Ford signed to make it a law. Therefore, it was never a law. And every abortion that took place, every single one of them, whether it was from Planned Parenthood or some hospital, that doctor committed murder. I want you to understand that. He is a killer, a mass murderer, because there is no law. If a president signed a bill and it became law, we would have nothing to talk about. We may not like it, but we couldn't argue against it. There's a law. But in this case, there was none. No law whatsoever. And the American people have every single right to moan, to gripe, to do whatever to get it back into their hands. And after 49 years, 225 days, the Supreme Court finally got it right. And it's now in the people's hands. And I hope the people in the vast majority of states, both their congressmen and their senators out of office and put people in there that at least respect life. Because these people need to be hung, every one of them. You hang somebody for stealing a horse, you need to hang somebody for killing a baby that's not even born yet. In 2020, the U.S. Senate voted for a bill that would allow abortion doctors and clinics headed up by Planned Parenthood to kill babies who survived abortions who, or who were birthed laying on the table crying and just breathing. Want to know who voted for them? Okay. Baldwin of Wisconsin, Bennett of Colorado, Blumenthal of Connecticut, Booker of New Jersey, Brown of Ohio, Cantwell of D.C., or excuse me, Washington State, Cardin of Maryland, Carper of Delaware, Coons of Delaware, Cortez of Nevada, Duckworth of Illinois, Durbin of Illinois, Feinstein of California, Gillibrand of New York, Harris of California, Hussein of New Hampshire, Henrich from New Mexico, Canelo from Hawaii, Kane from Virginia, King from Maine, Lehay, Lehay of Vermont, Markley of Massachusetts, Mendez of New Jersey, Merkel, or excuse me, Merkley of Oregon, Murphy of Connecticut, Murray of Washington State, Peters from Mississippi, Reed of Rhode Island, Rosen of Nevada, Shots of Hawaii, Schumer of New York, 
Shaheen of New Hampshire, Cinema of Arizona, Smith of Minnesota, Stabenow from Minnesota, Tester from Montana, Udall from New Mexico. Why are these people so upset? Why do you see them in the hall screaming and crying, starting riots? They want to wage war against this nation. Why? Because they no longer can hide behind seven justices and go on about their everyday life while they collect thousands a month killing babies. They get the, the ones who are getting the abortions to go out in the street and march on their behalf while they go and laugh all the way to their bank account. They never have to stand up and say, yes, I want to kill babies. Yes, I, I vote for abortions. Yes, I vote to give Planned Parenthood and, and others money. No, they don't have to do that. They got seven judges in 1973 to do that for them. That's gone. That ain't no more. Now they're out in the open. The veil's taken off, and they're standing there stripped naked. I'll tell you the other reason. Their bank account just got chopped in half. They're no longer getting money from Planned Parenthood because Planned Parenthood ain't getting money from the federal government. The Federal Reserve's not printing up trillions of years to give to kill babies like they were. Your state senator now has to stand up and say yes, and he doesn't want to do that. Your state reps have to do the same thing. Now they got to look you, the people, right square eye to eye and say, I love killing babies because I make money off of it. They don't want to do that. You ought to hang every one of them. Now, i got something to say, and I'll close. For three years now, David Hurtler and I, we've been saying on different calls and shows that this abortion topic needed to return to the states for the final say. Now, it is so. Now, it is up to the people, you, to decide in your respective states on what that state does. David and I can no longer yap and yell about it because it's now up to you, the people. The only thing I will say now is what the states does in its voting and allowing or not allowing abortions to carry on will no longer be a national problem. It's a thing that your state and your leaders are going to have to deal with. Not with us, but with the Creator, in which He is final judge and jury. Every baby aborted from 1973 until Friday morning at 10, 11 a.m. has been murdered for money, for convenience, and for senators and reps to get rich on. Their judgment day, every aborted soul will come out from the heavenlies behind the throne of Yahweh God 
and they will point their finger at the doctor's soul that is being judged on because it was him that aborted them, tore their body apart, and sold body parts for money. Ladies and gentlemen, I am glad to report to you that that day is now over. May God have mercy on the souls who have committed these crimes against humanity. And just for the record, just so you know, the Republic will not allow these people to live in peace until all have been rounded up, prosecuted, and sentenced if found guilty. Governor Henning, I yield back to you, sir. Thank you very much, Justice Waters. A great insight. America, there's some truth for you. David Hurdler, do you have anything to add? Thank you, Governor Henning. Another fantastic presentation again from Indiana. Justice Waters, fantastic presentation. I want the American people to know this. Some of you don't know this. But if we go back to 1962, Engel versus Vitale, this is what it said. Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence upon thee, and we beg the blessings upon us, our parents, our teachers, and our country. This was presented to the Supreme Court to get rid of prayer in school. So in June of 1962, this didn't go through the legislative branch. This came from the Supreme Court. If the Republic would have been bought, it would have went through legislation, but it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have it wouldn't even have made it through legislation. They took prayer out of school in June of 1962. In the next year in 63, they took Bible curriculum out of the public school. Okay? They took the Ten Commandments down. I believe by about 1980, all right? Now, I want you to know that through the next 15 years, the divorce rate went up 300% every year for the next 15 years. I want you to know that living together increased in that 15-year period. It increased 353%. But this is really what I want you to know. The young girls between ages of 10 to 14, the pregnancy rate increased during this period. After they took prayer out of school, after they took Bible curriculum out of school, okay, and pornography became rampant, okay, between the ages of 10 to 14, the pregnancy rate increased 553%. Between the ages of 15 and 19, it increased 187%. Do you see what the Supreme Court did in the early 62 and 63? And from that, okay, we had the assassination of Kennedy. And the vice president was Johnson, who was a Freemason. And he was asked, he was asked, well, does, is pornography, is there any negative effects by viewing pornography? Oh, no. The president said, oh, no. But focus on the family, Dobson said, oh, dead wrong. Dead wrong. You don't view pornography. Okay? So you can see why this, this big thing came up in 1973 
because you had all of the teen pregnancy. I probably could go on and on and on, but I'm going to stop right there, and I'm going to yield the floor back to you, Governor Henning. Thank you so much. Thank you, David Hurler. I appreciate that. Kind of solidifies uh, what Justice Waters was just sharing with the American people. Uh, how about Representative Binder from Free State Iowa? Do you got something to add before we move towards closing? Yes, sir. I just want to say um, this is a very happy time in my life. I've been praying a long time for uh, abortion to end. You know, the uh, premeditated murder of innocents that cannot defend themselves. Probably the closest time a human being is close closest to God is when they're and they're an infant, um, for most people anyway. And I think that's why the evil cabal wants to deal with that. And when they want they want to murder babies because they're closest to God and they don't want to have anything to do with God. So it's a very happy time in my life. Um, we're bringing prayer back in school and uh, I think this can only get better. I praise God for it. And that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you, Representative Binder. I, I agree with you. It's, you know, these people have been uh, sacrificing these babies and infants to, and I'm born to, to the, the devil, to ball. It needs to stop. We're not devil worshipers here. Our founding fathers gave us a biblical law form here in, in America to follow and, and to keep, and it's uh, America's Republic. You know, we all should say a prayer if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. That's 2 Chronicles 7.14. We all should say that prayer. You know, America, our founding fathers used the Holy Bible for this law form here in America. They used that to write the Constitution of the United States of America and the Bill of Rights. It's awesome that uh, our founding fathers gave us that. I think it's like a living living word itself, you know, the Constitution. And we need to continue to stand by that and under and educate ourselves to really understand what's going on. And it's a, a great breath of fresh air to see that the Supreme Court has turned back to the Constitution and following the rule of law, God's law, nature's law here in America. You know, our founding fathers have given us so much and we need to continue to educate ourselves and to help educate yourself, you know, David Hurtler and Gene Hurtler have donated two books to the Republic. One is Reinhabited Republic for the United States of America, Volume 1, America's Truthful History. You can buy that book at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, also at ReinhabitedRepublic.com. And Volume 2 is Reinhabited Republic for the United States of America, Volume 2, The Story of the Reinhabitation. But let's not forget our Restoration President, who is still incarcerated, James Timothy Turner. It's a book that was written by Gene Hurtler, an American president political prisoner, a legal brief and appeal to the courts of heaven. We need to at least read that book, order that book at Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com and, and read that. It's a short book. It's a, a good read, easy read. And, you know, in America, it's, it's time. It's time that we all stand up together. And it's time that we educate ourselves and take control of this great American republic that our forefathers left for us to protect and enjoy. We are holding your seats and the title to America's Republic. You just need to want it back. Take ownership of your part. Spread the word, America. This is for you. This is we the people. You know, go to Re Republic for United States of America org. There you can watch some videos of uh, the president of the Republic, President Geiger, 
there's many audios and videos there that you educate yourself. There's many documents there that have been served on the world that truly and lawfully shows that America's Republic is here and it's back for we the people. But I'm going to go ahead to uh, Mark Binder from Iowa Free State. If you would close us in prayer, please. Yes, it would be an honor and privilege. Now, our Heavenly Father, in the name of Yeshua, we give thanks and praise for all the righteous works that are being done in America and Canada. We are so joyful wherever courts agree with your law and legislation is enacted that respects you and the law of nature and nature's God. We pray that individual states respect your wishes and strike down the murder of innocent life all over this land, Father. Let this whole nation choose life. We are so grateful that the prayer in school has been recognized and can't wait for Bible study to resume as well. Put us on a straight and narrow path to moral values so that this nation becomes ready to receive our organic republic as the unquestioned rightful government of God's people. Father, we pray for increased character as we take this journey and rediscover liberty. Because as Dr. Marlene McMillan simply tells us, quote, only have as much liberty as you have the characters to maintain, end quote. We want to have a lot of liberty, individual liberty, social liberty, religious liberty, governmental liberty, and economic liberty. Liberty being put simply as the opportunity to make a choice to assume responsibility and accept the consequence. And therefore, we throw off the chains of slavery to the Babylonian system. So, Father, open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to begin to live in as much liberty as our character can maintain. Help us to grow in your will and your word so that we are found useful to you. Help us to proclaim liberty throughout the land and therefore begin to live in a land with liberty and justice for all. May God save the Republic. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hello, everybody. It's Joseph Gibson here from North Carolina. Good message here tonight. And the message, uh, you know, about abortion is definite, definite victory. And I did see a lot of rallies up and down the East Coast there when I was traveling uh, where they had rallies of the women's rights, my body, and with this and that, and you know what? And they're and they're gonna and it's a time for rage, and they're going to attack us. And you know what? We have God on our side. We have the full armor of God on our side, and they can try to attack us. They can try to attack any way they so choose. But the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord, and uh, are us doing right? The soldiers in of Christ that are out there doing what they're supposed to be doing, and the citizens of the Republic. We have nothing to fear of these people, these evil people that have evil in their hearts and their conscience. It's quite clear God has uh, turned them over to reprobate mind, heart, and that they're, they're lost. We can certainly pray for them, but trust me, we will stand our ground when it comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, and we won't back down either. You know, when Jesus said, turn the other cheek, he didn't mean, oh, go ahead and uh, you know, slap me on the other side, too. That's not what, you know, that's not what he meant. There's a lot of meaning to a lot of scripture that people take and they twist it to conform to today's day and age. So we have to be good soldiers and faithful servants out there. And I did have an opportunity to speak at Dr. Peter Ventura's church on Sunday in, uh, in Woodbury, Connecticut as a guest. So uh, that was, uh, if anyone's out there listening from his church, I want to say thank you. Uh, it was an honor to speak at your church. I was there in Connecticut. Obviously, my father passed away at 4.20 a.m. Uh, Saturday morning. Uh, I was holding his hand when he passed away. I, I can certainly tell you right now that there is life afterwards and you go to heaven or 
someplace else. <laughs> I can honestly tell you that as I watched my, I was reading the Bible to him. I began about 1 a.m. and he passed about 4.20 a.m. Saturday morning. I just started reading the Bible and uh, uh, he passed away. So that was my dad. He was only 67 years old. He faithfully listened to this show and listened to the Republic shows also. He was a supporter of the Republic and for many years. So uh, he's where he's home now in heaven. Uh, so he's with the father. So he's at peace. And uh, I, as much as it hurt, you know, just talking about it now, uh, you know, I know he's at peace. So I just say that. And uh, I just want to say, uh, you know, thank you to everybody for their support also and the prayers and the kind messages that people did send over the last couple of weeks when we found out he was sick. Um, it was a very difficult situation. But uh, like I said, I know he's home now. So uh, with that, I just want to say uh, God bless the Republic and uh, keep up, uh, keep fighting, keep fighting for what's right. Thank you, Joe, and uh, our condolences to you and your family. And, and I, I agree with you. I did the same thing with my mother when she passed. I was reading the Bible to her, and when she took her last breath, you, you know that she's home with our father. It's really a blessing to be part of that. My yeah, Our amen. condolences. Thank you. Okay, God bless America. God bless the Republic. America, it's time to stand up.